Uh, okay, so so you're doing stand-up, but you're not really doing... Like, you're just kind of, like, going through the motions. And, going through the motions, doing my eight minutes, hanging yeah. out with these guys who are also doing stand-up, yeah. waiting tables, and... Uh, and uh, but, you, but you said you had fun in 30s? I'm, ha- I'm having fun. Like, partying and stuff? Yeah, partying, and uh, it hasn't gotten... Well, I, I do... Uh, but you're going yeah. to AA at the same time. No, no, this is a... Yeah, this... <laughs> first five years, 35 is when I started the uh, coin... Uh, the chip collecting. Okay. Yeah, that's when that started happening and yeah. uh and then yeah then it just wasn't uh then i stopped doing stand-up and just working from restaurant to restaurant moving from apartment building to apartment building and uh yeah it, it was uh and then the 40s hit and i remember i was in the basement suite and i i was always getting things to try and make myself happy like i'd get like a car you know I'd, i always had convertibles and I, I just thought ooh, this will make me happy I got a basset hound. Ooh, this will make me happy. I was trying to find things. I never, I never did it the right way. I never mm-hmm. checked. I never got honest. I always just, you know, try to be, make myself look happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because I could, ooh, Marty's funny. He must, how could he be upset? I had to show who I wasn't, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't even close to being happy. Yeah. 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 But I had a basset hound and a convertible. Oh, uh, he looked adorable with those ears flapping yeah, in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> there goes Marty with his, with his dog Ripken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, then just, just continue. Like, where? So, 35, we start collecting chips. You're not happy. You're, I mean, it seems like you're kind of lost, bouncing yeah. from place to place. 40s come. So, what's going on in your 40s? And- 40s, I'm living. Uh, in a basement suite in North Vancouver with my dog and any uh, any other relationships after Lightfoot? Yeah, uh, when I was I got sober for about a year and a half, uh, but I stopped going to AA. So I I kind of like um, I, I went to AA for six months and then for the final I did get a year and a bit, year and a half, and I was seeing a girl and um, she had a kid and uh, how old are you at this point I was 39 she was 25 and mm-hmm. she had a you know two year old it's nice it's a really I love I love the demographic I love that I loved having the kid I love mm-hmm. being responsible and I was sober so I could take care of stuff mm-hmm. she is a partier mm. but I didn't care because you know she I met her she liked one of my shows she liked one of my eight minute spots mm-hmm. my little safety eight minutes mm-hmm. and yeah, she actually came up to me after the show, of course, because I, yes, you know. You won't make a move. I won't yeah. make a move. <laughs> I'm, I'm awful at playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. You go first, Marty. No, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> Here, take my night. <laughs> um, yeah, so she uh, liked my spot. So, yeah. you know, and then she actually called me. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was about six months, I guess. Mm-hmm. Carrie. And, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked to be able to, uh, you know, I liked to having a kid there. I liked her having a play, a house. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. And then um, she enabled. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. Why don't you drink? She got a little lit up, but says, I wish, you know, all my other boyfriends drank. And, okay, I really like the dynamic. I like your kid a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, next thing you know, rum and coke. And 
And then uh, two weeks later, uh, I won't be seeing you anymore. <laughs> well, you started this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to drink. Yeah. So, of course, blaming everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. But, but you can only hang around the um, a person with a problem with the same problem as you for so long. Yeah. And then I have a few rela- relationships through my 40s as well. Uh, but there's always like, you know, next on Iron Weeds 2, here comes Marty and another drunk girl. Mm. You know, it's just uh, mm-hmm. a bar, bar, bar sex. And, yeah. yeah. It's just unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what else is going on in your 40s then? Ah, uh, this, yeah, this hanging out, you know, and the smile is slowly disappear, disappearing. I can't even fake it anymore. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's starting to hurt. You know, it's just, uh, um, I've just seen <clears throat> things like <clears throat> the fear, the shame is starting to really build up. Uh my friends are no longer my friends. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see me when I they, when I see them at a game or something like that. They you know turn. It's just changed a lot in the last five years. Like mm-hmm. and I've you know, um, yeah. I, I I became unhappy. I had to change yeah. change things, and I didn't. But I uh, as a yeah the weather. I was always gray, like Vancouver, like Pacific Northwest is gray, and that started becoming part of who I was. I was just like really gray and down, and to, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And and then um, my mom started getting sick, and mm-hmm. I saw the change in her. And uh, it was just, yeah, I was sad. I was really sad. And I saw my brother, my uh, oldest brother, had you know had two kids, and I wondered what he had. He has you know has his wife Frida. You know, I, I just, you know, I was just jealous of everybody and why me, why me, why me? And uh, and then mom passed and that's when I got here. Mm. That's when I, uh, it took that, it took my mom pa- mom's passing mm-hmm. to not only help me look at everything, she helped me, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, the, the, the will helped me be able to go to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, um, you know, it's... Uh, you know, she's always, she always tried to get me, you know, sober. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I am now. And, uh, you know, it, it, without her, I, you know, without her, without my grandma. My grandma was just, my grandma's my other tattoo. Yeah. And she's the, she's the, she was my childhood. She made me safe. She was uh, everything to her, to me. I mean, she's my, when I shoot baskets, She'd be my rebounder when I was a little kid. Every mm-hmm. time I went in, she'd go, Wee! <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Wee! I said, and that was like from six to about 12 years old. Yeah. I'd go in the backyard because she'd come over. My grandma would come over every Wednesday because my mom would be working. She'd, uh, she'd make us grilled cheese sandwiches, mm-hmm. cut the crust off. Mm-hmm. We'd go upstairs to our each individual pillow. There'd be like a box of chocolates uh-huh. and a $2 bill. We had $2 bills in Canada. Ooh. Yeah, we're very fancy. And uh, Wednesdays were my favorite day. Yeah. I couldn't wait because grandma was there. Yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah, she, you know, she was, show me that life, there's so much joy yeah. in life. Yeah, she just made me, um, I think that's where I got, I think I'm a good person. And I think that, because uh, from the, I saw a lot of the trenches of what, what uh, adult life looked like, yeah. and it wasn't that always. It wasn't that pretty, 
you know, my parents could fake it outside the uh, household, but mm-hmm. it was not. But she showed me that there was hope outside. This was your mom's mom. Mom's mom. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sis, sissy. Yeah, her nickname was Sis. Sis. Her real name Sarah, which is my niece's name as well. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the first time you brought her up. So, um, but I know she's a big deal in your life. Yeah. 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 So, um, how long was she around for your in your life? She was always there. She uh, she made a to a hundred. Oh wow! Yeah, she was born in nineteen hundred, like right to March thirty first, nineteen hundred, and passed away. I think April first or second, two thousand. So. As soon, yeah, it's like she said, ooh, Henry's right around the corner. Well, I might as well give it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full hundo. Yeah, full hundo, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's a great sense of humor. Yeah. She's deaf um, and uh, since a child, and, uh, you know, and she always, uh, she, we made fun of it. <laughs> and she just had a great sense of humor. Nice. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, she was... Um, she showed me uh, that if if you care for other people, you actually get rewarded yourself. Mm. Yeah, and nice. she's always giving and always giving. Never talked down about people. She always found the positive in everybody. It's mm. amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. That's nice. Yeah, it is. It's always nice to have those people around. Oh, or at least one person who's like just super positive. Um, yeah, they're very valuable. One. That's all you need. Yeah, one. yeah. You need one. Five's annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like God. Get it. Get it. I'm the I'm the downer here. They go dissipate, spread. Um, that's cool. All right. And then, uh, how was your like? What's your relationship with your brothers like in your 30s and 40s? And so like, you were keeping in touch with them. Uh, well, uh, um, when the uh, niece and nephew were born, you know, I was. Uh, you know, I tried to be uh, uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I became drunkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't. We've uh, all got them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that? <laughs> it's never. Uh, it's never the aunt. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. always the drunk uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I was trying. I tried to be part of their life and stuff like that. I was good, and you know, I was good at buying their clothes, and I go for gap for kids, and mm-hmm. you know, I I was always present uh, for the birthdays and Christmas, but then. Um. Then the teens, I kind of like, I faded away. I guess mm. I wasn't getting invited to Christmases, or if I do, you have to be sober. Mm. And um, God, I guess in my whole life I've been a drunk. That's what this whole thing sounds like now. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, that's why it's so nice to be where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's uh, I've wasted a lot of time. Yeah, and uh, I don't have to do that anymore because yeah. I'm now, you know, my niece and nephew. I'm tight with my nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my niece doesn't hate me, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I get to see them this Christmas in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and again, like stuff that would not have happened if unless I had moved down here. Yeah. I had to move down here. I needed a geographical move. Yeah. I could no longer uh, get sober or even try. I I gave up on yeah. Vancouver. I can't even go. Away, you know. Yeah. Nothing there for me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. USA, USA, yeah. USA. USA. Saving lives in 1776, baby. <laughs> um, um, really? Sure, and sure, we've, we've, you know, we've destroyed a few lives oh. here, here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you just have the one niece and one nephew? 
one niece, one nephew. Yes. Is that from the same brother? Yeah, brother Brian with uh, sister-in-law Frida. Yeah. What about your other brother? He lives in a small town called Trail Bridge, Columbia. Uh-huh. He, uh huh. Colum- he. British Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He. We we're distant. Yeah. Yeah, we're distant. Yeah. What's he his was, name again? He, Jeff. Jeff. He's yeah. the middle brother. Yeah. We. Yeah, we grew apart, and he went his way, and. Uh, yeah, he's doesn't really want to be part of the family. So he he doesn't talk to your other brother either. Or? No, they don't. I'm. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm the responsible one in their yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't talk at all. Wow. Yeah. So is he or did did either? I'm guessing your other brothers didn't have such a problem with alcohol, or did they too, or with anything? Uh, no, they're fun and functioning and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Not functioning. No, no. Brian's not like functioning. No, Brian's fine. You yeah. Know, he he know he'll have a nice glass of wine and scotch and he'll have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. He knows how to deal with it yeah uh, the other one who knows you know yeah yeah he uh he lives in a small town in bc yeah so when's the last time you talked to him uh we text every once in a while yeah uh text about sports and stuff like when's that. the last time you saw him in person uh my mom's funeral wow yeah, so that's eight years ago yeah mm. yeah eight years ago nice is he married? Is he alone? He's alone as well. Yeah. He got he was married. He got divorced. He got up to about two years ago. Mm. Uh, he has a couple of stepkids. Well, ex stepkids, I guess. Now mm-hmm. you don't you don't take the steps with you, right? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I wonder what's going on with him. I don't know. He. Uh, I think he's. He's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. Uh, he's asked for help. With drinking, yeah, and I've tried to help him, but it's tough. Uh, you know, I do. He sounds like me now, yeah. like what I used to sound like. Mm-hmm. You know, always trying to find a easier way of you know doing it without putting work in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I hope he, hope he, uh, he gets it. But he's cut off the last two weeks since I told him. You know, or at least suggested things to him, mm-hmm. and now he just you know I don't know where he's at. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Okay, and then um, you and Brian are you know you're in communication. Love Brian. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Uh, they're you know that that those, those four people. Yeah, they're my lighthouse. They're they're ones. Uh, yeah, they are the reason. Like you know, I uh, I'm probably enjoying what i'm doing right now yeah yeah it's uh yeah brian ex uh he is a guy that uh i guess resonates his the pride like he brags about me to his friends mm. i mean like this is <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> he was so ashamed of me when you know i'd show up at places where with his buddies I, I was always afraid i was just like so afraid i just had to mask everything mm-hmm. i thought tipsy was okay right mm-hmm. tipsy was fine but i'd get like just shit-faced mm-hmm. yeah i just had to, i was just couldn't do it yeah i just couldn't uh i can't do this I, I don't feel right right now. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always, um, I don't know if it's jealous, but back in the, in the, let me go back just for a second about how I used to feel. It was like in the, in, when I was in the twenties, after when I got back from LA, I was, uh, I had moved away from the North shore, which North Vancouver. And I was living in Vancouver and I, uh, I met these guys with some money, like uh, guys who came from rich families. They were like all my age, 22, 23 years old. And they all had, to, and I started hanging out with them for about quite a while. 
a guy named Fraser Boy, all these guys that like they had money. He came from money, and I was just so in awe of these people. Like mm-hmm. they, they know how to dress. They all look like from GQ. They're all like really preppy, mm-hmm. and I just was so wow. I want to be that guy, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to be that guy. You yeah. know, I wanted to wrap a sweater around my neck for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was just um, so I did everything I could. You know, I, I I dressed like them, and I never felt like you know I'm one of these guys at yeah. all. And then I'd go back to North Van. And you know the guys you know see me, Marty. What's that thing around your neck? Yeah. It's a polo sweater, motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, so I was never. I didn't know what foot I was in. I could never. Who am? Who am I? Yeah. Am I, you're not. Everyone knows you're not rich preppy guy. Yeah. And uh, rich preppy guys know that you know you're a guy from North Van. Yeah. So I, I just didn't know where to fit in. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, did you ever feel? comfortable in your own skin as a youth or like and then like when did you start to notice that like you felt different you felt like you didn't fit in was that always how you felt i felt i think um when i was 10 years old i was playing basketball for uh i, I was playing for my own elementary school but mm-hmm. then i was good mm-hmm. and i was recruited by a private catholic school mm-hmm. so i um I played against this one team that we played publicly. And I remember all the players saying, hey, what are you doing? You can't be playing for two teams. And that's when I started going, that's when everything, I just remember that whole feeling. Do you know that feeling for the first time we go, oh, this is awkward. I hate this feeling. Mm. And and it's all peers, like you're 10 years old. I'm, who, the hell, who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And I just remember that as just being the stamp of going, uh, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I, and I just, I started being lousy and I, I just stopped doing like a lot of things. My, com- my competitiveness in playing sports stopped when I was about 10 or 11 and I just played to go with the flow and I was pretty good at it. So that was the first time that your peers made you feel like, like, I, I don't get like, did they make you feel like you did something wrong? Yes, okay. I did something wrong. But I didn't do anything. I was I was forced into this because I, yeah. I didn't have a say. So that yeah. was forced into my, my dad and this coach yeah. of the Catholic school who had taught me at a basketball camp. And that's how I got lured onto his team for two years. Mm. And then I got found out because this was a secret thing. I wasn't supposed to be doing this. Mm. You're not allowed. You have to be going to the school if you're going to play for the Catholic team. Mm. I was not going to school. Mm. So we're all breaking these laws. And that was the focus point of this law breaking. Yeah. And then the kids found out. And And found out. And then I had this new feeling of, oh, shit. Oh, shit. For the first time. Yeah. And yeah. And then that followed you (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, lots to dig in there, but I'm, I'm not. It's like I'm not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> so can I get off the couch now? Yeah. I get off the couch. Um, okay. Cool. Um, so then you're okay. So your 40s. Uh, let's go back to your 40s. Um, that's when everything culminates. Like you're starting to feel sad. Mm. You're starting to feel yeah. just all kinds of negative shit, and then um, at the end of that, your mom passes away. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, we put her into a home, and uh, yeah, it's you know I guess classic where like you see her one day, and oh hi Marty, how you doing? New sweater, blah blah blah. 
And uh, and the next day, no idea who you are. Yeah. And then three weeks later, oh, hey, Marty. And then, so it's just like the whole up and down. And uh, it's really tough. And the same time, my dad was going through it as well. My dad, oh, here's a, okay. So my dad, uh, he's also a diabetic. Mm. And he had to... Um, he had to get a new um, uh, what <laughs> kidney. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> so he had to get a new kidney, and this is yeah, this is a thing where I tried to make our relationship right, and uh, we you know we were never we it never happened. We mm-hmm. were just you know you know water and oil, mm-hmm. well, and um, so I remember I went to uh, see if uh, I could donate my kidney for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything checked out, checked out, and I was about to do it. And then Brian, he said, what are you doing? No, don't do this. I mean, what if you need a kidney? I mean, don't do not do this. I was about to do it. I mean, talk about people-pleasing. I mean, I don't mean, I mean yeah. like, you know, you know, we'll go for Chinese food every once in a while and enjoy, you know, might have a few laughs. Yeah. But it was just, you know, never a father-son relationship. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he says, why would you do this? Like, and it was just, it was just the epitome of, you know, trying to, uh, make something, you know, always taking care of other people instead of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So he stopped you from giving your kidney away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's talk. That I mean, was, that was in my, my mid forties as well. Yeah. And then he, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's like talk, like what's up with your, what's going on with your dad? I mean, he's he, we haven't talked about him like your thirties and your forties. Like uh, we'd uh, we'd have our check ins and stuff like that. The family, get, you know, Brian would always have to orchestrate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, you know, the basketball. Vancouver got the Grizzlies, and we're all like a basketball family. And I, uh, you know, I'd go to games with them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it'd always be, it would never be, you know, Dad and I. I think we maybe went one game together. But it's always, you know, Brian was always the mm-hmm. guy, the go between, go mm-hmm. between, go between. But yeah, I, I just never felt right being with him mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, it was never smooth. It was never, it was always joking, condescending, mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness, a lot. Never like, you know, it couldn't go a minute without something negative happening. Right. Yeah. And I just finally had enough of it. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. And that's weird. And, <laughs> you know, and that's. I've never talked about all this stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no. And it feels good. Yeah, yeah. It does. It feels good. And, and by, by weird, I don't mean for you. I mean, that's. It's weird for a father, I think, to like not want to have this relationship with the son. But like, I'm sure there's just so much baggage there with his own upbringing and with you. And like, I don't know. And like, and it's it's widespread, yeah. you know. Um, like, you know, I, I don't feel uh, super friendly with my dad. Like, I mean, we have we have a good relationship now, and or you know, we're just we're fine. But like. It's this way for a lot of people, particularly men and their fathers. I'm sure it's a spectrum of like, it's 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 rare to see like, or not rare, but like I always feel a little bit of of I guess um, jealousy when people like raving about their dads and how their relationship. I'm like, oh, that's that must you know, you know, it's just like 
yeah, it's it's weird. Just like, why wouldn't the dad want like this the great relationship with their son? But it's because they have their. I'm sure they have their own shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, um, I get it a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I've always wondered. Um, yeah, what 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 it was like for him as well. You know, as I look back now, and you know, I've looked at my side. I wonder what his side actually was. Yeah, and and I guess it's a it's a mystery to both of us because we don't have children. Yeah. So it's like I I guess you just never know how you're gonna feel, and they also grow up to be human beings, and so I, I guess I get it. Like, if you you know. It, it, it it's they're they're persons so it, it's they're your son but like at some point they're they're people and like they have their own thoughts and feelings and they say their own things towards you and like maybe as a dad you're like i don't like the way you're treating me or sure i, I don't know I, I i have no idea but the thing is my brother he's an amazing father yeah so where did he get that where did he learn how to be an amazing father i mean like you know it's great to have a good wife who's an amazing mother but yeah i mean they're a great team but yeah, he's just doing stuff like you know, how do you learn to do that? Yeah, that's you know that's not natural. That's just right. Yeah, you know, that's something that you have to see on a consistent basis to pick that up. Yeah. yeah. All right. And, uh, well, good for him. And I'm I'm sure it's just like well, some people are just like I'm gonna do the opposite. You know, okay, my dad did this or did this, and I'm not gonna do that. Or my dad didn't do this, and I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, but my dad drank, and I drank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about your your brothers. Like, you know, how did he become? Like, where did he learn this? And I'm sure it's a, a big part of it is making a conscious effort, oh, being see, yeah. being aware of what your dad was like, and being like, okay, I'm not going to be that way, or I'm going to do these things that he never did. And yeah, I guess I didn't pick up on that. One. Yeah, well, you don't have kids, so you, you, yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, and you're in, good, you're in a good place now. Um, okay, so then, um, is your dad still around? No, he passed away about. Uh, Nine months after my mom passed away. Okay. Yeah. So I went. I went back up. Uh, I was down. I was living down here, and then I went back up um, for his funeral. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the following summer, I was back up in Vancouver, and we buried his ashes in the uh, Pacific Ocean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, where he was a lifeguard at seventeen and eighteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it right in front of his, which is still there, the lifeguard station. Yeah. So. Let's go back a little bit. You're saying your mom has Alzheimer's, dementia? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I imagine that's really tough. Mm-hmm. So then um, how are you coping with that? Or how are you, like, how are you feeling through all the, like... I was sober through most of the tough parts, yeah. and that was good. But uh, I'm... I'm... Uh, I'm... I'm feeling like I could have been a better son. I'm going through that a lot. I'm mm-hmm. going through a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I know that's to be the truth. Um, yeah, it's a, I'm at a point where I wish I could have done more. But, you know, that's just unrealistic. I was just... Um, I try to be... I was present. You know, I was glad I was present because I, you know, I... I yeah I'd work and then you know Brian was amazing as always Brian took care of most of it but he did all the heavy lifting but you know I tried to do what I could do and uh, you know I sometimes I'd mail it in but at least I uh, I was oh um I yeah I maybe yeah I think I stopped drinking just yeah I stopped drinking for that period just so I could be with her mm-hmm. and uh, you know and again I'd you know. 
I'd relapse. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I was uh, I was sober for her uh, dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, and then oh shit, the forties just sucked. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I. Uh, that's why I don't think about it that much anymore. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a long fucking decade. <laughs> so I yeah, I, I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't uh you know, I was working at great restaurants and I had money and uh, but I uh, I just couldn't I couldn't find what I uh, wanted to do. Like I, mean, I just I know I want to perform. I was always happy uh not being myself like i just like being on the stage mm-hmm. i just couldn't get there i just i i stopped i canceled my dreams i just stopped and mm. it, that was the worst part about the whole thing it's like i just you know i gave up i didn't have any confidence anymore mm. everyone was passing me by seeing all my friends on tv and just you know it's just ugh. Mm-hmm. this could be you and this could be you and then yeah i, I, I couldn't face reality yeah uh, maybe i wasn't good enough yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I became Mr. Glory Days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, again, it's like, it's, it's strange to look at it. I mean, like, how do you dissect it now? Because, like, for me, it's like, I mean, first of all, com- comparing yourself to others is, like, the number one, like, you want to be unhappy? Start comparing, your, <laughs> start comparing yourself to other people. But it's just like, it's... It's reality what's going on, but it's not reality that, like, things like people are passing me by or, like, the things that lead you to, to give up aren't true. Like, you just haven't, maybe you just haven't done it yet. Or people have, there's, there's all these different paths to where you want to go and where you want to be. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's like. I, I understand that seeing other people and like, okay, that's true. And like, okay, I haven't made it yet. And that's also true. But then yeah. like, you also make the connection of like, I'm just not good enough. Yeah. Um, which isn't so much true, you know? So like, it's, it's that, it's the, it's the extra step that we, that we put ourselves in of like, well, that means I'm a piece of shit, yeah. you know? And then you just go down that hole. I think also a uh, competitive nature as well, but it's tough to not, you know, in reality, if you can have a competitive nature, but if you're not putting the work in, I mean, you know, yeah. that's when the jealousy comes in. Yeah. Oh, he has better work ethic. Now you're comparing himself to your work ethic. But yeah. just, you know, it's just, uh, I never uh, was a, I don't know if I was a, afraid of getting good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, does that sound? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I, a friend of mine, you know, was an amazing stand-up comic, and he had that thing. I mean, he opened for... Here's a quick story. Uh, His name was Colin Campbell. He's just, you know, he's probably the best stand-up comic in Canada in the 80s. And, you know, he's amazing. But he had, like, he had a a fear of success. He he was supposed to open for Bonnie Raitt for... uh, He opened for Bonnie Raitt, uh, first show, and she was doing two shows this particular Friday night. After his first show, he killed 15,000 people at the Coliseum in Vancouver. Killed, like just destroyed the place. And in between shows, they signed him. You can do the next 40, 13 dates. I'm not sure. Uh, across Canada, 25 dates. So he signed up. So so what does he do? Uh, you know, he had about 10 Heinekens in between shows before the second show. Second show, that same night, he went up and just bombed. Mm-hmm. Just bombed because of cocktails and uh 
And I, he's a perfect example of a guy who had all the talent, work ethic, but he was afraid. He, he was afraid of success. Yeah, yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. What is that? I don't. I, I don't know what it is because I, I've always had a fear of trying my best. I. I. I, I don't know. It's like. Oh, I see what you're going. <laughs> like, like it's like I want to try, but not so much because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to. I, know. I don't know what it is. It's like a fear of success. It's like a fear. I, I guess ultimately it's a fear of failure. I think uh, like you're you're afraid you're gonna mess up or, or give your best and and then like if you give your best and you and you it's not and, and good you enough. yeah and you yeah. fail then it's like oh shit I'm really not good enough. But it's of course that's not everything. It, everything's a process. Yeah. Everything is like it's not just a thing where you like you have it you show it and that's it. It's like you have it. You try, you fail, you incrementally get better, incrementally, and you keep failing upward. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. But it's it's the failure. I mean, it, that just started with me was the whole bombing thing. That's where yeah. I stopped uh, really, I, I, yeah, I, I hated bombing so much. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah. He's still, you know, I don't hate it as much now. That's the beauty of improv is that we bomb as a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you bomb in a show, or you know, maybe you bomb in a scene, and then you have a chance of redemption. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the redemption within like uh, three three yeah. minutes is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, where were we? Okay, so your so your mom passes. How was that for you? Uh, that's just yeah. You know, it's it's. Um, I get to do. Um, I got to do her. Uh, What's it called? Eulogy? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and that was... Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That... I got to... It was the first time I got to be myself in front of my friends. You didn't do your tight eight to... (laughs) (laughs) To not bomb at the the church. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's no, you, yeah, you got to be yourself, and, and I uh, got to be myself in front of my. And at this time, a lot of my friends had come back into my life because I had gotten sober and stuff like that. So yeah. I was, and yeah, I wasn't pushing people away. And um, in my family, where yeah, I was close with you know everything was good. And I felt that when I was like at the little podium and doing my tight eight, and. Uh, and being able to look at uh, the eyes of people, I was actually yeah. I just felt I got nothing to hide anymore. Mm-hmm. You all know me. Mm-hmm. You know who I am. You've seen me at my worst, and I was able to say that uh, through my how much I love my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I was able to tell jokes about her and stuff like that, and and just reminisce not what they wanted to hear, but how I felt. Yeah. And that helped a lot. Yeah. Just finally saying, this is how I feel about something for once, and I'm not trying to please you people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it put a nice end. And the uh, I remember getting the accolades after that me opening up was a good thing. Mm-hmm. And people saying, wow, that was, uh, you know, like the chauffeur driver on the way home said, I've heard a lot of eulogies. That's the best one I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. That really connected with me in the fact that, you know, like I just said, like, yeah. Uh, I can be myself and, uh, yeah, and that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah. Nice. And that's when, um, and then, um, yeah, then about, I guess, yeah, three months later, I decided to uh, give my friend a call in Phoenix. Yeah. And my brother said, oh, God, yes, do that. Yeah. <laughs> do it. 
fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you moved to, to Arizona. Your dad your dad passes shortly thereafter. Yes, my freshman year. Then I flew back up for that. And then, how, I mean, how was that for you? Uh, I just, that was, the, that was tough. Because I, you know, it's just, you know, aren't I supposed to feel something? Yeah. You know, can I, you know, I, you know, I, I think I held his hand when he's passing. And I, when I knew it was going to be the last time I was going to see him because he died when I left. He yeah. was still alive when I uh, went up to see him. And, you know, I just, you know, I grabbed his hand. And I, I don't know if he's, but I, I just said, you know, thanks Thanks for you know for being there. I think something like that. Yeah, and but didn't feel much. No, I because I, I, I thought you know you lose, uh, especially how I felt towards mom's. You know how how it her passing made me feel better about. Um, I can now, I can now maybe it's okay to be myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can you know. I can, um, um, yeah, her, she just opened it up for me. Like, you know, being able to uh, get my feelings out about how I felt about her and being okay about myself. Uh, and then just when that is just like back to, I almost felt like, uh oh, I'm going to go back into myself again. Mm. Uh, cause I didn't, I didn't feel anything. Mm. You know, I just felt so like uplifted by mom and, um, you know, just being able to reminisce how much I loved her. And then uh, when dad passed, it's just like, uh, um, yeah, I didn't feel anything. It's just like, fuck. You're supposed to feel something, I think. Where are the instructions? I mean, like. Right. Yeah, I get that. But then, like, yeah, who's, who says you have to? I mean, again, no. yeah. I mean, and again, how many, how many other people have felt that? I'm sure a lot. Uh, and yeah, your dad wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't your mom. <laughs> no, he wasn't with you. So no, he wasn't. So that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, and I I've, I felt okay with that. Okay. I, I after yeah I I talked to a few people about that and said you know, man that's you know that's how you felt that's yeah. how you feel and uh, you know move on and you know, and uh, I went back to Arizona and I I, I put the pa- I put that behind me but I. Um, Mom's, yeah. mom's, you know, mom's with me every day. Nice. Yeah, mom's, mom and uh, grandma. Yeah. You know, and I still have, uh, you know, uh, my brother, you know, is amazing and sister-in-law. So I'm really, you know, and I, you know, the whole pick your family and all that stuff. But I mean, the circle of friends I have here in the, and in Arizona, I have like, ama- I mean, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a circle of people I've met and uh, got involved with and accepted me and, it's just since, you know, the opening up and showing who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I've been accepting. I'm shocked because I always put, oh, God, no one's going to like me. And it's fucking weird. It's, yeah, a, it's a journey, man. It's a journey, baby. <laughs> uh, so h- how do you feel? I, and I, I know we're friends and we talk about this. But, you know, I suggested to you, you should go on Match.com. Oh yeah, you were on Tinder. You were on whatever, but that I mean, that's that's. I was like, you're someone your age, someone you're what you're looking for. I think Match. dot com is more your speed. So you went there. Yes, I did. And you met at least one person. Yeah, was 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 good for a little bit. It was yeah. It's it. I yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, 
I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then <laughs> it, it was like three dates. And then was, three dates. Each date was getting better and better. I went boating with her friends. She invited me on her boat. Boating, you say. Yeah. Boating. Yeah. I, I, I sound like boning a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a gentleman. Yeah. I'm not a player. I'm not yeah, a player. I'm not a player. <laughs> uh, you went on three dates. It was going well. And then she was like, okay, this ain't working out. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it, seriously, it was, I was like shocked because I, yeah, I really thought. And this is not. I don't think I was hallucinating because it. No, probably not. And it's it's hard to tell. I mean, maybe there's something up with her, but yeah, you know. She, and but 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 here's the thing. Okay. Uh, let 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 Daddy school you on some on some on some things. Okay. Um, Come on, Daddy. No. So I, I remember when I was in Houston, and like I had gone pretty much my entire twenties without dating anybody um, because of really? my of my depression. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, or I guess pretty much through college, I didn't date anybody um, and didn't have much uh, of experience, maybe here and there. So then around like 20, I don't know, 27, 28, 29, I start, um, maybe, I forgot. Anyway, mid to late 20s, I, I um, get on uh, OK Cupid. OK Cupid? Da- dating website. Yeah. And I start like using online dating. Um and uh, and so I, you know, uh, this introduces a whole. So I met a girl. We go on, I think two dates, and then you know we're texting and stuff, and like I'm getting all, you know, and it's not like she was like she was fine, and she wasn't like oh this is a girl of my dreams, but like, but then she would text me and was like, oh this ain't this is not gonna work out, yeah. yeah. And like I remember, I was devastated. You know, I, I took it really hard, and I thought I would. I think it's. The type of maybe the type of person that I am and that you are, there's a little something in common, mm-hmm. but then also just not not being out there, like going a whole you know eight years without really dating much and not really opening yourself up, and then you finally do, and yeah. then like the first the first reject the first hard rejection is like really hard to take, and so but um, I just kept on and like dating more people and like and then you know it would fizzle out or something would wouldn't work out and be like okay well this that's fine you know it's still just a little bit of maybe a little sting but it just gets it gets less intense as you go on so you know I know that you took it pretty hard yeah and but and I I've been there and I think it's a mixture of who you are you know and also a mixture of just not really. Being out or not doing that a lot, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't know. I I, I I encourage you to 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 get back on that horse and ride, but I think you're a little hesitant too. Uh, I think I might. Well, I'm still doing. I'm doing you, the match. You're on the I'm match. Still match. Okay. It's. Uh, I will have to be realistic too about because I think sometimes what happens. Well, not. I think I know is that because I uh, don't hang around people my age. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is twenty at least twenty years at least 20 years younger that you know I socialize with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my mentality is I get caught up in the fact that, uh, you know, because I'm listening, I should be able to date and it'd be easier if I am 32. But, you know, it's not. I'm 58 years old and, it's, you know, I'm not the prize anymore, yeah, yeah. you know. You know, when uh, you know, I walk, you know, walks in the rain and, you know, those days are over, you know. Do you like crow's feet? Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's... It's. I have to come back and, and you know take a look at uh, you know what the person would be looking for. Maybe I'm not getting so many likes because you know I'm 58. Yeah, yeah I mean you, that's I mean, it. You are who you are. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but there is. 
Yeah, there's there's people out there. I mean, there's uh, and that's why I suggest the dot com too, because like, yeah, you, you there's people around your age demographic who are worthwhile, just like you're worthwhile yeah. person, um, and uh, yeah, and you have a lot to offer, and you're, I mean, I mean, if you if you definitely compare yourself to other fifty and up people, then you're, I think you're in the upper tier. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. hear that, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, for like a thirty-year-old, like. But you know what I mean, though. Does that make sense to you? The fact that, like, you know, the people I do hang with, I sometimes mm-hmm. my mind go, I think like you, because that's all I listen to is, you know, when we're going for frozen yogurt, I listen to you guys, and sometimes I get caught up in the early thirty world, you know, because that's so, what I'm listening to. Right, that's where you're at. So, so and you- I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not, I don't think, you know, I I'm kind of young. I'm, I think I'm a young thinker yeah. in the fact that I, I don't, I'm, I'm open-minded. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me a young thinker, but I'm open-minded yeah. and I like new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I know I get caught up when uh, then my reality sinks and says, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not 32. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and honestly, you don't, you don't want to, at your age, I, I, I don't, nah. you don't want to date a 32-year-old. Oh, no, no, I, no, no. That's not what I think. I just right. think I'd be, it'd be easier that's the only thing. No, I no, I don't want. No, God, no, no, no. I don't. No. But the point is, so <laughs> the point is, you put yourself out there. Yeah. You got hurt. You 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 got knocked out in the second or third round, fourth round. Third, yeah, third round. Yeah. Um, but you just got to keep going, man. Yeah, because I really did enjoy that week. Yeah. It was very nice. It was nice to look forward to seeing someone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot that feeling. Yeah. Because I, I, I knew the uh, the the uh, young lady at. Um, the international student Christina from uh, Indonesia. I knew that she's leaving in April, so that was a mindset I already had. You know, let's just enjoy it, and you know, you know, let's be a uh, like a Nora Ephron movie. You know, mm-hmm. let's just you know, okay, we'll have our time. But now it's just uh, back into uh, uh, you know, this is reality and this is life. This is real time. Yeah. And uh, no, that feeling of uh, you know excitement when ooh, I got a text from her that. That was really encouraging. I'm so glad I got that feeling again. Yeah, yeah. So it's if it's organic or whatever it is, I'd I want that feeling again. Yeah, yeah. Continuous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if when it happens, it will happen. Well, that's a cliche. Yes, but I think there's nothing wrong with make trying to make it happen. No, I know. Okay, it's time. Yeah, yeah. You're on, but you're on Match.com, so that's that's I am. that's that's a step of trying to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People write in with your um, suggestions for Marty for him to uh, to find his his purse. No, I, I I just think like okay, that first one like again, it's the first one in a while, probably right. So correct, yes. So it's such an intense swing of the pendulum, and so when Emo- it's when emotional, it, emotional, yeah, and so yeah. when it's done, it swings back so harshly. Yeah. So I th- I think the more you do it, the the more you kind of train yourself not to swing so much, so quickly and intensely. But I mean, that's uh, this is very accurate. Yeah, yeah, this totally makes sense. But you know, of have course, more fun with it. Have more fun. Have less expectation, or more less like so much hope of this is the you know just let it be. At the same time, you know, you don't want to be t- totally shut off and like not at all vulnerable. Like you, you want to open yourself a little bit to the experience, so you have the positive feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not so not so much so soon, and it's because the the, the come down's harsh. You know? I got swooned. Yeah, you, <laughs> I you got, got swooned. swooned. You got swindled. <laughs> you got seduced. I 
mentally? I got mentally seduced. seduced. By a lady with the boat. <laughs> it was the goddamn boat that did it. <laughs> mentally seduced. Yeah. It's a Hallmark movie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you know, you're, you're out there. I, uh, oh, yeah. You're, you're putting yourself out there. That's good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's another part of life. You know, you want to, it's not, it's not the be all end all, but it's, it, it's just another slice of the pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like my cats, but you know, it, it's human contact and, you know, I, I like, um, I like hugging. I'm a huggy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, um, I like a cup of coffee in the morning and talking to someone. Mm-hmm. I just like the little things the like little that. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. You know, San Diego's a big place. It is. So is L.A. We have a lot to offer a, a lady, so you just got to put yourself out there. Luck be a lady tonight. Yeah. All right, Marty, so you're about to go to UCB class. You're you're, you're, you're in UCB. You're, you're doing an improv show. You're doing stand-up. Um, I think you're in a good place, and you would agree. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I... Um I don't. I want to reiterate that, like, I can't believe where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I uh, as soon as I stop trying to control uh, my shit mm-hmm. and uh, thinking where I deserve to be, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I have a I have a really I have a simple life. Mm-hmm. Busy, simple. My every almost every hour of every week is almost uh, taken up. And I, I might say, oh, darn, damn. But then, you know, I'm so relieved. I'm, re- I'm relieved where I'm at right now. I can, yeah. I, you know, I just take a deep breath, sigh, and go, fuck. I can't believe I have this life right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is a great place to end on. Yes. Martini Burtwell. <laughs> Canadian Eagle. God, how did I get that name? I, I just called you that one day, I think. Oh, by the way, I, I should thank you because uh, Josh here is the uh, the coach of our uh, our Yes and One. Yeah. Yeah, Yes and One Basketball League. He's my coach. Cake eaters. Cake eaters, yeah. But, but he took he took a chance at the draft, which was amazing. Yes. We had a live draft. Yeah. And you and... Uh, yeah, Josh here took me in the fifth round. Yeah. You know, this aging, bald, white dude. Yeah. He picked me in the fifth round to play a part of his team, and, and we made it all the way to the final. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were you, were, you, were, you, were you, and you were an all-star, right? You were voted an all-star? Yes, I was. Yeah, you were. Yes, I was. <laughs> People didn't know your, your history, man. You got coaching. <laughs> you got coaching from, you know, one of the best, maybe not the best father. <laughs> But that's a hell of a basketball coach, you know? <laughs> that's, what's, that's what matters. He was actually a player. Yeah. He was a player. Was a player. <laughs> All right, Marty. Thanks, All right, for, thanks for doing this. And um, you see Marty out and about? Give him a hug. He's out in the boot. Out a boot. Give <laughs> out him a hu- boot. He's a hugger. Give I'm him a, a hugger. Hug. All right, Marty. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. Bye, people. Bye. Bye.